This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Want to learn how to get your band signed? Our friends at Outer Loop Coaching host online webinars and courses on the music business for aspiring managers and self-managed musicians. OuterloopCoaching.com. That's OuterloopCoaching.com. Enter the promo code MetalSucksPod5 for $5 off. Once again, Enter promo code MetalSucksPod5 for $5 off at OuterLoopCoaching.com. You've already sued a litany of diehard fans for using your likeness on the sides of cars, tampons, flamethrowers, and colostomy bags. Yet you still feel like there's so much more work to be done. What other douchebag moves can one possibly do to alienate themselves from millions of their devoted fans? There's only one man to call. They call me. The Gene Simmons Seminar will show you the steps needed for you to achieve your goal of being a heartless, capitalistic piece of shit. Step one, write several songs about having sex with a minor. You're so young, I'm so much different than I... It gets weirder. I'm nine three or 16. What the fuck? Step two, tell poor people they should be nice to rich people. I hit you with my Rolls Royce. You should be thanking me. Step three, make outrageous and easily refutable claims like how you invented the devil horns or that Kiss has talent. Step four, compare your dick to a firearm. Do you have the family jewels to follow Gene on his way to irrelevance? Then pick up the phone and dial 436-347-2767. Or Gene is a POS. Gene Gene will show you how to be a piece of shit, but how big of a piece of shit? That's up to you. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your host, Brandon Hahn and Petter Spych. I am especially proud of myself. You should be proud, but I, I gotta I gotta tell you about that bit. You're you're aware of that. Well let's introduce ourselves. Let's first. introduce ourselves. To What's this. going on, guys? It's the Metal Sucks Podcast. It's an actually it's actually a very special episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Brandon Hahn. I'm always um, joined by the other host. Petter Spych over yes. here. So back to your bit. Back uh, to my bit. Um, yes, as you were saying, this is a half episode. Episode, guys, we're going to give you this half episode, and you're going to get a full episode this Wednesday. So the reason it's a half episode... The reason it's a half episode is because uh, I, I work for uh, KillPop.com, K-I-L-P-O-P.com, and basically we offer a lot of uh, videos, and, and it's, it's very social media savvy, and... You know, basically keep up with rock news and and interview rock stars. Plenty of uh, plenty of uh, you've actually seen some of the videos posted on MetalSucks.net, but uh, but yeah. So th- this is one of the I'm actually one of the owners. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur, Pete. You you are one of those. And so we, uh, what ended up happening is that we got uh, we got an interview with Justin Chancellor from Tool, Tool. bass player yeah. through through KillPop.com, and uh, yeah, and it was just one of those things where. Uh, we didn't even know what was going to happen. I mean, for any of you, for those of you that don't understand, Tool is a very private band. Mm. Every one of those guys keeps it very close to the chest. So if you could score any type of an interview with any member of the band, you jump on it. But most of the time, when you can, you're like, all right, look, we'll give you 12 minutes. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And then, and then after we got the interview, 
wasn't going to be used. It amazingly was, enough, so we're like, dude, we got to we got to use this thing. Yeah, Kill Pop let us use the video for yeah. Metal Sucks and for the uh, audio. For, well, let us no use the, let us yeah. use the audio for Metal Sucks, and, and uh, so and we can't wait to hear it. We can't wait to hear it for sure. So, anyways, uh, moving back to your bit, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you guys can't wait to hear it. So, uh, anyways, moving back to your bit. So, Love Gun is sung by Paul Stanley. Yes. So when you blast it on when you blast it on Gene Simmons, which you did, which rightfully so after his uh his thing, I love Paul thing. Stanley. Yeah, 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 I don't I don't put them in the same boat, even though they're both in Kiss. That's what I'm saying. It's very hard because like when you listen to Paul Stanley, it's and weird because yeah, you know both of them both of them are very high on themselves. You know, so it's like they both have their own like kind of tendencies. But the thing is, is with Paul Stanley, like when he talks about certain things, you you know, you're like this guy's this guy's cool. But when Gene talks about the same things, you're like, this guy's a fucking douchebag. Like, what is his problem? Like, the guy, okay, let's go down the list. Well, obviously, if you, you're, you if you ha- heard the bit. You have the list there, but the... the um... If you heard the bit, though, there, there, we already brought up some of the things. And then let's not forget about what he said about Prince's... Uh, when Prince died of a drug overdose, that's he's like, oh, why you're that's, really upset. That's, oh, he's so pathetic. Well, he said the same shit about other people too know, that have died of I, drug I, overdoses, and it's like, fuck you, bro. I remember there's always been that like really uh, cool kiss respect thing that oh, we get it, do their big thing, and then after that Prince thing, I remember you turned. I turned so bad. I turned that. so that, fucking that bad. You a lot. Well, I, I think his. I think definitely think he shouldn't. Uh, well, all I'm saying is, is like that's great, Gene, that you never drank or smoked or did drugs, and he he's very. He says that he's never yeah. done it, all right? And that's why you've probably never written a really good song. You oh, know what I mean? It's, no, that's not true. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I know. Right I, know you're, I know you're attacking. Uh, we're not huge Kiss fans, but we, we know that uh, they've written some great songs. No, no, no. Look, no. Paul Stanley wrote Love Gun. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much my, the only Kiss song that's worth a goddamn. I know, but can you really stand there and say you're, you're certain Gene Simmons never wrote a great Kiss song? Uh, can you really do that? No, I mean, he, there was like God that. of Thunder. There was it's a great song. Dr. Love. Arch Enemy covered God of Thunder. Yeah. That was a good So, I mean, they've cover. got some good songs. Okay. Maybe I'm just getting a little you're, too you're angry. Getting a little in, you're getting a, I got little a little too intense. angry. But you know what, though? I'm glad they didn't ask him about Chris Cornell. Like, I'm, I'm glad they didn't ask him about Chris Cornell, what, what happened with him, because I guarantee you he would have said something shitty that would have made me that would have just reignited the hate wagon. And I probably would have came at him with an even harder pit. It's it's probably right, dude. I ain't even going to touch that. You're right. But he might have said something disrespectful. So far, nobody seems to. Well, some people I did. But the point is, is uh, oh, no, no. That guy. Uh, here's the thing, dude. You punch in Gene Simmons, piece of shit. I swear to God, you'll see like seven articles pop up. Like long. Just articles. don't do it in a Google image. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you're going to see something you don't want to see. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. You're going to see pictures of Gene. And then that's pretty. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that when I heard the bit uh, for the uh, the song "Going Blind," I always thought that was a Melvin song. Like I didn't even realize yeah. that was Kiss because they covered it on Houdini when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm 93, you're 16. And I, dude, I remember being a very young kid singing those lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> because it was a Melvin song. You know, and, and it's then, totally okay for you to sing it as a very young kid. But when you're 93, singing that to a 16 year old, you don't serenade him. No, no. That's not the you way never to go. Do it. But yeah, no, I thought it was kind of funny when I heard the bit. I'm like, hey, wait a second, wait, why is he got a Melvin song? In there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, dude, I don't know Kiss that well. It's just a time frame. No, no, but. exactly. You have taste. No. Uh, so, oh, look at you. He talks shit about Prince. No, I'm sorry. Look, I don't want to talk shit about Paul Stanley. I, I, don't, I don't want to talk shit about Kiss. I just fucking genius. It's yeah. just fuck Well, that dude, guy. I mean, last week he tried to do the devil horn thing, and I think everybody was like, yeah. man, that's the, that was, a, to me, I, I just rolled my eyes because it was Gene Simmons. Yeah. I'm like, dude, how are you going to copyright the devil horns? Like, does that mean every time at a show that we put them up, somebody's going to come around and be like, we need to check? Like, well, that's like, I was just wondering, like, what, what was he even going for in detail? Well, just that's the like, emojis? Just like, 
like, what's up? Yeah, like when um, it's like when Paris Hilton, she tried to copyright the phrase, that's hot. Like, she came up with it. Oh, wow. And it's just like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the devil horns. Well, he did drop that this week. He did say, all right, guys, I'm not going to yeah, pursue probably, this Yeah, that's nonsense. probably because his lawyer was like, yeah, you know what, Gene, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go bury. We're doing good with the kiss ugly sweaters. We exactly. don't need to rock the boat right yeah, now. Yeah, go back to jerking off the 16-year-olds, you fucking perv. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, oh, dude. <laughs> moving on, moving to, on. Uh, to tool news because, like dude, I said, we're going to talk news. to Justin soon here. Um, the uh, only, uh, first off, you know, Maynard, uh, you know, he did a little video. Yeah, Maynard, I, Maynard, for those of you that don't know, Maynard is actually like a, a really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. So I and, saw and a purple belt in the video. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the scale of belts. Well, like, if it's Is it right before black? I'm purple? not exactly sure, but purple is like a high up. I mean, like you see people competing in tournaments and they're wearing purple belt. Okay. You, know, you don't see them wearing like white or yellow belts. So purple is, I guess that's a good, a good color. You know? I shouldn't have brought it up because we're dumb we have no, on belts. We have no, yeah, exactly. We're dumb on belts. Yeah. But the thing is, though, is look, the guy knows what he's doing. The guy has had combat training, you know. Yes. But uh, he was, he was, uh, he was hanging out with, with, was it Nick or Nate Diaz? Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. Of, the, of UFC fan. He's the guy that, uh, that beat Conor McGregor yeah. um, by the chokehold when McGregor tapped out. Yeah, and he only had two weeks to prepare for the fight. Yeah, when yeah, exactly. McGregor had three or four month, you know, months to fucking get ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. he just so, went in there and just beat the shit beat out, the out of him. He just beat the crap out of him. So, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch that fight because I'm not a UFC guy. But not at all. Not at all. But uh, I, he might have done the Stockton slap in that fight. Yeah. I don't know. But that was the video. So, Maynard put up a Did video. Did we even tell – yeah, so – do we even explain what the Stockton slap was like? Well, no. We have audio, though, of the okay. thing. So we'll hit the audio real quick, and then we'll explain Here's that. Maynard looking into a camera asking uh, Nate, Nate Diaz. Diaz to give him the Stockton slap. I am requesting, hold on, just for the record, I'm requesting for him to explain to me what the fuck a Stockton slap is. I don't know what the fuck it is. I didn't want to do this. I did not want to do <laughs> What the fuck is a Stockton slap? <laughs> okay, so he slaps him in the face, and it's not hard. No, I mean, it's he, he like, did it very nicely. But again, okay, here's what's so stupid about that. It it's looked, a Stockton slap, mm-hmm. and he slaps him. Mm-hmm. How about this? It's a slap. That's what it is. You what? could have a Cincinnati slap. You could have a Stockholm slap. You, you could have a fucking any name, name a city and put the word slap on it. That's basically what it is. It's gotta, if you're going to make it like sound kind of clever, it's got to be like a, oh, a Stockton well, handshake. The way it know? looked like to me or visually. Or a Stockton hand jive. And, is you know, the hand jive. Yeah. The way it looked to me visually is that he had his hand completely out and he slapped him with the palm of his hand. So it was almost like a, a, you know, a slap. It was like a harder slap. It wasn't like open fingers. They're all extended, right? Mm-hmm. Like with gaps between them, not together, which is a normal slap, right? To the a Stockholm slap. No, I think I think if you slap somebody in the face, just it does, as long as it's open hand, that's a slap, no matter what. You I hit gotcha. him with the palm of your hand, but it looks it, like he slapped him with like the the palm. Well, I don't think which I, which is harder. Look, I think if somebody slaps somebody in the fucking face, someone's gonna go, "Hold on a second, was that a Stockton slap? Did he get him with the palm? How much palm was involved in that slap? Like, you know, we don't know that. Just a slap." I know. He just slapped the taste out of it. But Stockton needs to be famous for something. Stockton's yeah, no <laughs> What's Stockton, California guy? Exactly. Give it a slap, Brandon. Well, I mean, it's, right? got, Give it's it, close to Oakland. You know, let him trademark that slap. <laughs> I get it. You know what I'm right. saying? Maybe, maybe the lawyers won't bother the Stockton slap. Maybe there'll be a new video game called Stockton Slap. You loving know, it. So. Loving it. I'm loving it. All right, let's get to the interview. Uh, so a couple of days ago, we got to interview Justin Chancellor, bass player for Tool, and 
actually, it was a couple of days before they played a show in San Bernardino. So yeah. you're going to hear us reference that show. The show, the show in San Bernardino happened last night with uh, with Primus, Clutch, uh, Fantomas, Melvin's a fantastic show. Um, so, and that's another thing is like after you see Tool live. Like, you don't really care that they took 11 years to put out an album. You're like, oh, no, they just need to be active. Well, it's one of those things where you see them and you're like, ah, you're good. Well, Take I, your time, fools. <laughs> I, bring, I bring some of that stuff up in the interview, and yep. here's Justin Chancellor from Tool. We have Justin Chancellor, bass player from Tool on the phone. Got a big show taking place in San Bernardino this Saturday. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Really good. Just uh, getting to the end of a month of touring and looking forward to Saturday. Yes. And uh, so let's just jump right into it. We've read the reports that all four of you guys are finally in the studio working on the, the new material. Uh, <laughs> has this re-energized the band or, or is it business as usual? No, it's, uh, it really is uh, an evolving thing, you know, and being out um, the last couple of weeks, being on the road and playing together uh, this year, we've really um, kind of hit a new level, I'd say. Um, I'm really excited to be around each other, um, and we're going to, you know, just bang it out when we get back home. We're ready to go with the album. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah. all, the, so all the parts are pretty much already written out. You just got to put them together. Yeah, we're about 90% there. You know, it's been like a crazy science project, kind of like a Petri dish. Um, so we're just, uh, we've just been, you know, really picky over what we want to put on this new album um, and really want to come up with something completely unique you know mm-hmm. um and plus we have uh, endless amounts of material to sift through so um it's just been a been a process been a little different from uh, last time right it has been like 11 years since ten thousand days so picky i think is an understatement right <laughs> Eleven thousand, eleven thousand years yeah <laughs> and uh how do you how did you how did the whole let's make a new album process begin like who called who and how did it all come together well, you know, you get through one uh, cycle, you write an album, which takes, obviously, years. Um, then you tour it for a few years. Um, and basically, you get to the end of that, take a break, and decide if you want to carry on. You know what I mean? People uh, people have other interests, and uh, everyone has little side projects. People have families, um, you know, other hobbies and stuff. Um, so you really need to give each other time to pursue all that stuff. And then also, you know, figure out if you, if you all still want to hang out and, and create together. Because, um, I mean, people change, you know, relationships evolve, and uh, sometimes you need to take longer breaks, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was pretty much my next question. All four of you have remained intact since 1995, and that's yeah. not easy. What do, you, right. what do you see as the key to the band's longevity? Um, taking your time, right? <laughs> patience, um, and you know, I mean, there's really something to be said for 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 taking that time um, and giving each other space. Um, and when you know, perhaps when people need to to do something else and to breathe life into something else, they give them that time and space to do that. You know, rather than just trying to force the same thing over and over again and just be like a machine. You know. I think that's really a reason that a lot of bands implode. Um, you know, they just they're just uh, really sick of each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and people people change and grow, and sometimes people grow apart. You know, um, in our case, sometimes we've grown apart, but we've uh, 
we've kind of let that happen and then come back together and come back as different people. Um, and I think that's a really healthy thing for the music, you know. It's going to have uh, experience in there and different, you know, some different colours from life. So and hopefully you... it, it, it'll, it'll be productive, you know, the, the, the waiting and the, the time spent pursuing other things. Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys are all pretty much at the top of your game when it comes to being musicians. So I could definitely see why you would have to pursue other interests. And how many how many times have you pursued another interest and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, this other interest has aspects that would work in Tool as well? Oh, well, well, um, there, there's sort of an unwritten rule that we basically, if it's if we share something with each other, then it's, it belongs to Tool. Um, so, you know, if, if we come up with riffs or, or, or beats or words and um, they're part of our community, then they, they stay there. Um, so when we go off and do other projects, it's like everything is from scratch with the other, you know, with, with the other person we're working with. Um, so there's not really much gray area like that. But I, the, 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 the one that definitely inspires the other. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you're in the recording studio, like when you when you're getting back in the recording studio and you're getting ready to record this new album, uh, what's the goal? Is it just trying to make the best album possible, or is it you guys trying to top yourself, top your last release? Well, I don't personally. I'm not really into. I don't really believe that there's a you know there's a rating or a competitive side to it like that. Um, we want to come up with something original that we've never heard. That's my approach. It's something that we've never heard before. Obviously, something that we're all happy with and excited by. Um, but, I mean, it, in the end, recording an album is really... It's, pretty, it's a pretty tough compromise in a way because you've got this, you know, live piece of music. Um, and, obviously, we're, we're always changing it, <laughs> hence the time taken writing. Um, you know, you're constantly finding different paths you can go down. Um, so when it comes to recording the album, you're really sort of going, all right, at this point in time, we're just going to stop and say, that's how it's going to be recorded in history. And then you do your best to capture it and, and, you know, squeeze this massive thing into little digital bits or little CDs, you know? I got gotcha. you. So it's, it's challenging. Oh, I, there's no doubt in my mind it's challenging. And, and that was one thing. You were talking about how you guys get together and you're always trying to make something that hasn't been heard before. But yeah. I don't think there's a lot of bands out there that follow that same, you know, that same mantra because I hear so many bands nowadays that are taking things that you guys did and they're applying it to their music. Now, granted, it's not – some people would, like, hear, oh, it's just a little part, no big deal. But to me – I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. Well, that's uh, you know that's a great compliment, and I would have to say that we, you know, we we're aware of our own inspiration, uh, our own uh, people that inspire us. You know, um, we can hear the references in our music too. Um, it's almost unavoidable if you listen to other people's music; it's somehow going to work its way into your own creations. You know, but uh, but I think. You know, the originality comes from four of us uh, contributing to that creative process. You know, instead of uh, I think a lot of a lot of situations, there tends to be a ringleader and someone who conducts and controls most of the the direction and the ideas. And with us, it's uh, another reason it takes so long. You know, the four of us just like battling it out and all all of us trying to 
get their point of view across. Um, and in the end, you get something that is far greater than, you know, one individual's take on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tool is one of those bands where people obviously want to, we, we all want to, we, we all want to hear the hits, but you guys are so good that if you don't play one of your hits, like, you know, Schism, for example, people won't be disappointed, which is a luxury some bands just can't afford. You guys seem to, to like to play the songs you want to play instead of feeling forced to crank out the hits. Is that an accurate assessment? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly, you know, when I go and see a band that I love, I want to hear, I know, I, I want to hear maybe certain songs, but I also want to hear them be creative, you know, and I want to see a show that's that's moving and alive. And I think uh, a lot of our, we that's our bread and butter playing live, you know, it's like the, the recording and writing music um, affords us that luxury, you know, to go out and play live, but, that's really where we where we thrive is on the stage together, um, which we've been enjoying this month massively. Um, so I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just uh, I, th- I think it's uh, I think it's um, a, a privilege to be able to to kind of be be allowed to be creative in front of our audiences. You know, we're not going to get booed off the stage for experimenting exactly that's what i'm saying i mean as an artist that's got to be so refreshing instead of just having to do the same set list over and over again it's amazing it's amazing i mean obviously we you need a certain amount of uh, of 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 an outline Um, but then we have massive areas where we can improvise and um, you know danny especially he's he changes stuff every night he's looking over my shoulder again what the hell <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's very it's, it's it's wonderful to be able to do that for sure and justin final question here uh there are tool cover bands that make good money playing your songs and using the same concepts that you use for performances do you see that and go write your own music or do you view that or do you view that imitation of you guys as a pinnacle of success that only the best bands get to experience? Uh, I, again, it's a massive compliment. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've checked it all out on, on YouTube. You know? <laughs> I, get, I get quite a kick out of watching it. Um, but you know what? Each to their own. If that's what you want to do. I know a lot of people that like playing other people's songs. It just was never something that came to me. You know, like I, I've always wanted to create something new. Um, I've always wanted to come up with something original and to actually do that and legitimately play it in front of a crowd of thousands of people is kind of crazy, you know. You feel really, really uh, driven by that. Right, and let me just speak on behalf of Tool Nation everywhere. We appreciate those tasty licks you're giving us, Justin, so thank you. Oh, man, thank you. You're so welcome. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Saturday. All right, man. Justin Chancellor, bass player for Tool. Thank you so much. Be on the lookout for this new album. When do you think it would drop approximately? Uh, I can't say. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's pretty much it, man. Well, thank you so much for the phone call. All right. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Take care, buddy.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. excited dude excellent so the songs you heard guys the first one was uh tool right into uh it was off their last record Ten Thousand days and then the second one is the uh it's a new melvin's track uh what's wrong with you and it's off of uh a walk with love and death which comes out july 7th on epic cac records guys so that's just a couple weeks ago it's a double album um and all that so uh it's good to see the melvin's still at it dude oh man the melvin's I, when i go down the melvin's rabbit hole it's it's over and i did after i got i got a copy of this record they sent me the promo i've been i think i'm gonna do the same i thing. went back dude i've been listening to lysol all week that's why i just brought up going blind because i've been doing the houdini thing and then uh the one they did with biafra they did two but uh, anyways dude yeah you go down the melvin's rabbit hole dude you have yourself a, a great week mm-hmm. of music that's for damn sure so but uh with the tool thing man you know uh i'm i'm like I'm excited about it. He, he in the interview he said 90 percent after this tour they're going in. I mean he said so flat it could out be that it could possibly be early 2018. But again we know how this works. But like see that's the, he didn't say anything. He, like no that. he didn't say anything like that. But it I'm could saying possibly be 20. Or it could be possibly be late 2017. Like oh you felt that way? It is June, I, bro. I felt I felt like it could be done. Well, again, if the album's ninety percent done and you just got to go in there and remaster it, I mean, I understand. I mean, let, let's, it, I mean what was it? Wasn't it Black Sabbath that re- recorded Sabbath Bloody Sabbath like in a week? 
Yeah, but you know, that I understand. They're going to take a little longer. The point is, is that ninety percent done sounds really promising for, like you said, six months away. Yeah, but you know, they they got to promote this too. So, anyways, regardless, it seems very near. Okay, and then one thing we got to let the Metal Sucks fans know is we will have another episode on Wednesday. Yes, we with got Origin. Yeah, Origin. We got Jason Kaiser from Origin. He's going to be this uh, our guy this Wednesday, guys, before their album comes out this Friday, June 30th. So we definitely want to promote that as well. So there's two episodes so of Metal you, Sucks taking place this week. You're welcome. Including and this you one. fans, you totally deserve it. Oh, wow. That was wow. Hey, dude, the bravado. The, the, the bravado of this guy. Ah, All dude, right. We, we've been getting a lot of good, good, just good stuff coming our way from these people. So I, I really appreciate it. So you guys enjoy this half episode we will be back wednesday jason kaiser origin see you soon the metal sucks podcast is signing off this is the jabberjaw podcast network